Hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells. I'm AJ, your host, and let me wish you a warm welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy, fuck nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now then, at the time of recording this, you have caught me on my 40th birthday. That's right. Midlife has finally caught up with me, despite my best efforts to elude its sinister clutches. Belsiar is currently furiously working away in our laboratory, trying to make a potion of everlasting youth, so that our tales of fantasy fucknuggetry may live on forever, down the ages. But in the meantime, my pubes grow ever greyer by the moment. But that is enough about my ancient undercarriage. Come join us this week, as the adventuring party come face to face with their worst fears out on the high seas, as they experience monsters on a whole new scale. We pick up on the cliffhanger from last week as the waves buffet the ship and a looming shadow silently drifts underneath them. Right, before we get going, I'm duty-bound to remind you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. What follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. Must remember, we are all fully certified potty mouths. You have been warned. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Raggy Chris, Lewis, Matt, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous Podcast. Please enjoy. Before we get playing, because we've got a lot to cover today, who are we sponsored by, Lewis? Uh, this, um, let me just check notes. I'll just ruffle paper real quick. Um, it's Tarquin and Sons uh, Tingling Talcum Powder. Good for the crack, good for the crack. Spelt differently. I don't know if that quite translates, but crack is in the... Tarquin you know, and Sons good, Tingling good time. Talcum Powder. Yeah, good for the crack. Correct, yep. Uh, been very generous with their sponsorship. When you say good for the crack... Do you mean like it's good mm-hmm. banter or are you saying it's highly addictive? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's good banter, I think, is the play on words that um, Tarquin and his, and his boys are going for. His, his young lads. Yeah. Well, you just blow it into your friend's eyes. That's what I think. Halfway through an anecdote, you just whip out some Tarquin and yeah. some tingling Tarquin powder and just blow it off your hand <laughs> into their face. I mean, if you want, if it's like my pink fairy dust, then yes. Yes. Anyway, stop assassinating <laughs> our... Uh, are very real sponsors. Oh, there you go. What, <laughs> that just so happens to be yeah. family-run businesses. What can our listeners get? What kind of <laughs> discount are Tarquin and Sons Tingling Token Powder offering our listeners? Well, they, they pay us for the shout-out, don't they? So, you know, um, that's all they need. I think business is booming, as far as I've heard, or it will be, after this shout-out. So big up Tarquin and your sons. Tarquins and Sons Tingling yeah. Taint Powder. Ta- ta- talcum Powder. Okay, is everyone ready? Are you all sitting comfortably? Always. Then I will begin. Here's a recap. Last we left off with our trepid adventurers, they had managed to get themselves embroiled in the centre of a good old-fashioned mutinous uprising aboard the HMS Rust Bucket. I say embroiled, but in all honesty, they had managed to find a shred of moral fibre and actually bring the uprising into the open by alerting the ship's captain, Dutch Nuggets, to his imminent betrayal. Naturally, things got heated and the leader of the, sh- the uprising, the ship's first mate, Sleepy, started a good old-fashioned flintlock pistol shootout. 
This went very badly for the treasonous uprising, which was swiftly, swiftly, I can't speak today, stamped out. Dutch empowering Hanash to execute Sleepy as a final act of justice. Taking himself, <coughs> wow, doing this very badly. Taking himself down to the hold for a snooze in the captain's bed, Hanash attempted to sleep, perchance to dream, instantly finding himself confronted in his sleeping state by the demon who had sponsored his chaotic lifestyle. Finally introducing himself as Jerry, who worked for Corporate Evil Incorporated. It was suggested Hanash might benefit from a 360-degree peer review of his evilness. So Jerry dutifully turned up in Belsiar's dreams, much to his horror, to ask the crocoborn questions about the suitability of his friend Hanash for a position as an instigator of such villainous pandemonium. Belsiar gave his fellow Greenskin Hang a on, review that, of flying colours. Hanash on receiving there. the good news. That's not how I remember it. Ed, that was me, not Belsiar. Oh, well, there you go. Not a fellow Greenskin. So... Jerry dutifully turned up in Tatty's dreams and asked him uh, whether Hanash was, was suitably evil, let's say. And Hanash, on receiving the good news, was offered an evil boon of his choice as a reward for his darkly despicable deeds. The episode drew to a head with the adventurers holding on for dear life as the ship entered the storm front, El Bastardo. A vicious and cruel squall that smashed and battered the dark and foreboding waves into a briny wrath that bucked and bullied the ship, tiny as it was against the scale of the nature's anger. Everyone clinging for dear life to anything they could as the ship rose higher and higher to the very crest of the storm as it hung momentarily waiting for its sudden descent back down. Light shone forth as they peered for the first time at the eerie calm in the centre of the storm. But their relief was short-lived as the boat was jolted by the form of a giant shadow that ominously glided silently underneath it. A shadow in one swift moment that eclipsed all their fears of the storm. For it was gargantuan. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. Right, Lewis, what questions do you have? Because I know you've been away for a few weeks. Where is um, Stoppy? So... All of you, do you remember you a few episodes ago when we, 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 you were last playing, you were trying to hire a ship and sail out into the storm and you agreed to sleep with the captain, Dutch Nuggets. So it was yeah. a, a, a cash and sexual favours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's where we left it. So you sailed out into the ocean blue towards the storm. Got you, but I meant physically where am I stood? Oh, right, on the top deck. So the ship by the railings. So all of you are standing yeah. on the railings, holding on for dear life. Right. Uh, as you do your best not to be washed off the deck of the ship by the storm. Got yeah. You, you you're sure. now like at the very crest. You're, if you're on the edge of the sort of ring of the storm with a calm in the middle, you're at the very peak of the wave. So you're looking back down into the kind of like bolus of the storm. Got yeah. Actually looks quite pleasant in the centre. So the real objectives here are try not to die on the boat. Yes. I guess it's try not to die, uh, get to the other side. And what are we after again? The Emmons are You're trying to find an Emmon tile, but there is a ginormous shadow underneath your boat, like mind-bogglingly large. Yeah, we're after the the wind Emmon tile, but there's also this giant thing underneath us at the minute. Yeah. Um, Can I... Can I run over to Hanash and give him uh, my potion of growth? You may. You may do whatever, whatever, however you wish, yes. Uh, I don't think he's going to drink it yet, but 
yeah, I think that's 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 what I'll I'll give him I'll give him that potion. Yeah, absolutely, you can. Yeah, absolutely, no problem whatsoever. You can you can you can hand out potions to people. Um, I mean, yeah, Dutch Dutch is just standing at the helm of the ship, cackling to himself. He he's 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 very happy. I mean, like he said, his parents conceived him in the eye of this storm. He's quite used to. Can I can I also um, go? quickly below decks and see if I can find some more ammo for my flintlock pistol. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can go make uh, an investigation check if you like. Excellent. Uh, 23. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's not that hard to find um, gunpowder on a ship. So as you, you look at the shadow, your eyes bulge wide as you see the, the ginormous shape of whatever on earth is in the water beneath you, as you turn and slide back along the deck, the very surface of the deck, the planking is slick with rain and the wind buffeting you in the face as you almost skid and slide along the deck to the hatchway that takes you down uh, below into the hold. As you know that if you go near the cannons, you will find barrels of gunpowder as you decant a suitable amount of gunpowder into a bag. I guess last thing, if I can... um... I, w- I want to know if I'll probably talk to Dutch and see if he can help me with this. But I want to know if he knows what this creature could be. He he knows these waters better than we do. So whether it's him giving me a help action on like a survival check or something like that, I don't know. Okay. So as you make your way back out of the hatch, having survived it one way, you um, you make your way. Up out of that. Now you survive. You've come out one way. You got into the dry, shivering as water drips off you. As you go back up, you open the hatch back to the deck, and the the full force of the gale just slams into the side of your face. As you have to drag yourself inch by inch across the decking back over to the helm, where Dutch Nuggets is uh, currently standing. As you you wander up beside him, you're very smart. He's a barbarian, and you're a gnome. That the height differential is in. Impressive. Yeah. Um, I suppose I just say, um, look, I know about like tracking creatures and stuff like that, but I don't know that much about like water specific creatures. So, what the fuck is that thing that's underneath the ship right now? As he looks out, you can see the shadow going out into the center of the eye of the storm as Dutch looks down at you. He's almost surprised. He was lost in the beauty of the moment for a hot while back there. As he looks down at you, as he's like, ah, little man. As he lifts you up and puts you on the the edge of the helm so that you've got a better view, he's like, careful you don't fall in. But that's Ermenfrau. You must know Ermenfrau. Galaga. Ermenfrau. Ermenfrau. She's a dragon turtle. Oh. <laughs> here we go, here we go, first panic perch of the episode, here we go, here we go, I'm here, this is why we wore the wireless headphones. Oh what the God. listeners can't see is that Chris <laughs> has jumped up on his chair and is currently swiveling on it. Any any crit roll fans, I learned this, I learned this from Marisha Ray. Well, there you go, as Dutch Nuggets is like, you really are landlubbers, that's Frau, the dragon turtle. She comes back once a year. Is this a good turtle or a turtle we might have less than friendly relationship with? I don't know. I've never spoken to a dragon turtle. Have you? 
I mean, does it kill people or not kill them? Well, she's just big on a scale that you've never seen before. I'm not sure she has an agenda, but she has come here to lay her eggs. Okay. 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 That's, I, I can't, you know, it's not, that's kind of neutral. Did you say that, did you say that we could see the shadow moving ahead of us now into the storm? You'll see her come and go. She follows the storm. She too, much like me, was conceived in this storm. All right. And comes back year on year. All right. Okay. I feel like there's some backstory there to dig into. But right now. We had the same father. Dutch. All right. Easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we go. Dutch. Is, is, are the cannons like loaded and ready just in case? Well, yes. But we're not going to be taking out Ermenfrau. Or I would be losing considerable business on Dragon Turtle Tours. You do not gun down the Golden Goose. <laughs> All right. Do, do we have anyone that Fair could enough. conversate with it? Like, even, even if we meet, you know, can anyone talk to it? I think me and Maud have both got speak with animals, but I don't know, AJ, if a Dragon Turtle counts as an animal. I think it's a different... Yeah, this is, a, this is like a monstrosity what else rather is it? than like... It's not like a beaver. This is more like a honey badger. <laughs> Like this, mm. this thing is like, imagine, um, oh the, um, it, it, it's, it's in the same level as like Godzilla. Like it's that kind of Leviathan kind of like, uh, uh-huh. okay. 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 Shit. I guess, I guess for now we just follow it into the storm and see what happens. Well, she comes and she goes, how will you plan on tracking her? I mean, it is her you want to follow, is it? You just told well, me to get to, to the this... middle of the storm. You didn't tell me what to do. My accent has changed quite a bit since I started this, <laughs> as is my want. Go on, Matt. What were you going to say? At this point, can I use detect thoughts on the um, uh, dragon turtle? If it's within 30 feet, uh, it which it may not within be. within 30 feet of you anymore. It's right out into the center. You can see it. Now, the problem is it's not always staying... Um, just underneath the surface. So as it goes down, sometimes the shadow gets more dispersed and you find it harder to track. Can I tie a rope around myself and jump off and swim? Oh, no. no. I, oh, no. I won't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Much like the goat in Jurassic Park, the, the rope die. just comes back with a, with a bloody end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say to Dutch, so... We don't know if what we're looking for is... We, we got told it was in the eye of the storm. We don't know if it's linked with the storm or the dragon turtle. So I guess we follow the dragon turtle into the storm if that's where it's going. Okay, we can do that. If you wish. You paid my dollar. <laughs> we paid more than that, actually. I paid more than that. <laughs> he did. He looks over at you, Aristobulus, as he slaps your ass, as he's like, <laughs> I believe you paid 75 gold coins and a night of passion. <laughs> what I'm thinking is, rather than um, having anybody tie a rope around themselves and jump to their death, um, I mean, we've got a spiritual weapon, which could turn itself into spiritual lasso, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> if that's a thing no no why no please please <laughs> why we'll not? all die we'll all die 
why not why not you know I think even even as a DM with the rule of cool applied, I don't think a spiritual weapon the, the spiritual weapon is designed to do damage rather than hold on to things. I think you'd have to use Yeah, it's not you'd have to use yeah. like a mage hand or something of that ilk. Uh, something a bit more grabby that actually has the ability to hasn't lift weight. Lord got some yeah, Mage Hand would do great with its well, maximum capacity of like five pounds. You hold on to its toenail or something. Like, I feel like... Yeah, there's Thorn Whip, but... Anyway, Dutch Nuggets is like, Dutch is like, you paid your money up front and the light of passion is still to be paid on completion, but I'm more than happy to head out into the eye of the storm where it is calm. As he looks around and he said, I was going to call for Sleepy. As he looks over at the stain on the deck where Sleepy used to be, he's like, guess I need a new first mate. He looks over at the half-orc and he's like, how would you like to be my first mate for this trip? Honash says, <sighs> go on then, just for this trip. We can, we can negotiate a price when we get back to shore. As um, Dutch Nuggets reaches into the glove box of the ship and pulls out a... Um, <laughs> Because all, all vehicles have glove boxes. Yep, no, that, that's a thing. All vehicles right. have glove boxes. Yeah. So underneath the big spinny wheel thing on the ship, <laughs> he pulls into the glove box and he pulls out a uh, triune hat like the pirates wear and he puts it on top of Hanash's head as the metal spike rips through the side of the triune. Or tricorn, I think it's called. Tricorn, yeah. Tricorn. Tricorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Hanash is now wearing a tricorn cap and he's like, you keep my crew in order. Uh, Hanash is going to go down from the helm, just kind of wandering around, making sure that everyone's doing their job. Not knowing what anyone's job is, he's just going, keep it tight, boys! (laughs) Go fast! As Kato... Stay true! Kato appears out (laughs) of Belsiar's pocket, as you just hear it. (laughs) As As he comes out into the storm, Kato's like, what the hell is going on here? Um, well, there's these cheeses. Uh, oh, God, don't give me your life story again, you simpering tit. <laughs> we're, we're, we're chasing a giant dragon turtle into a dangerous storm. Oh, God, I'm starting to wish you'd left me in that fucking animal home for the decrepit. If you like, you could fly over to the dragon turtle and... Yes, remember when you sent me after a kestrel and I got raped? Or the time you sent me off after that fish man who um, (laughs) sent me to a primary school to be fingered by children? Yes, maybe we don't use me as a centre. Stick to our skills. You survived? Yes. You survived? You're stronger for it? I think you're a a brave little hero, Kato. This patronising talk has done wonders for my morale. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're welcome. As he flies over to, um, he takes off and flies through the storm and lands on Hanash's shoulder and is like... Of course he does. And is like, well, as long as you're Captain Big Boy, I think I'll uh, hang out with you. (laughs) Uh, Hanash says, uh, get back to work. Right you are. As Kato looks around at a deckhand who's like gawping, as as Kato's like, come on, you scally, coil that rope, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Hanash nods approvingly he's like yeah I like this Um, right as you are making your way the the ship takes a turn you can see the wheel spinning 
as you turn into the storm, as you come back down into the kind of, you've been at the, almost like an annulus, you've been at the peak of a, of a wave as you, as you come down. The storm is a massive circle and you're coming down into the center of it, if you will. So the ship is at a wicked downward angle as everything starts sliding towards the front of the ship. Can I climb up? Can I get in the crow's nest? Absolutely, like, you can. Up? Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, I would like to do that, yeah. Hmm, what should you make me? I think you should make me... You can either make me an acrobatics or a survival check because there is a storm going at the moment. I really don't mind which you make me. Do acrobatics. Um for the skill set involved. You're going to climb 40 foot into the air in wet sandals. Yep. After worse in wet sandals and I roll a 12. Um, as Aristobulus starts climbing up the rigging, he gets so far and the wind just gusts from the side, catches you uh, and you slip and tumble, getting your leg caught up in the rigging. You Once again, you are hanging upside down as your robes flap over your head. In the usual situation, um, as everyone else can see the um, seagull clamp, which is currently tourniqueting your penis. Um, as Dutch Nuggets is like, looks yeah. over, you, Tatty, you see a glassy look come over Dutch Nuggets as he sees what he's just agreed to bed. Um, as it currently, Aristobulus is swinging around like a meat pinata. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn to, I'm gonna turn to Dutch and say, you know, sometimes when you take a big swing, you end up with a big swinging dick. Yes, those are words. I mean, <laughs> oh boy, have I got myself in for one yeah, hell of a. Those are words. Those are words that exist. Those are definitely. He's words. in shock. He just doesn't know. He he looks over at you and says, "If I were to undo that tourniquet on the end of his member, what do you think would happen?" That's the, that's the kind of question only only a knight of passion can answer. Asking for a friend. <laughs> well, you don't need to hide. You know, we know what this deal is. Excellent. So currently, Aristobulus is swinging around, a bit like when Sloth comes down in the Goonies. <laughs> as he's like, hey, you guys. Aristobulus <laughs> is just kind of like swinging um, in the breeze. Like um, the bag of old sausages. As yeah. Hanash... <laughs> How many sausages do you have? As Kato on Hanash's shoulder just shouts out and is like, somebody secure that dimwit. He's bringing a bad name to the crew. <laughs> of the, cr- the crunk fuckers. <laughs> just, just while we're still on the water and, and going into the storm, I'm going um, to be loading up the, the flintlock pistol with gunpowder. Just as a note from the DM, I'm breaking the fourth wall here. Do you want to do that in the dry? Getting your powder wet is a terrible idea. Mm. You're coming out of the the craziness of the storm. You're coming into, but you know, it's not like the water doesn't just turn off like that. You're in drizzle now, so. Okay. You need to keep powder dry. Yeah, I'll head down to, I'll, I'll, I'll head down to the middle deck and I'll do it and I'll just fill it with, fill it with gunpowder. There you go, listeners. I don't want to ruin, I don't want to ruin the storyline, but. I will have people fucking tweeting me, asking me how flintlock pistols work. Get in the comments. Work in the, in the pissing wet. That's like a real dick DM move in like an hour's time to say, your guns don't fire because you were in the rain. Yeah. Isn't that how we lost the Battle of Hastings? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think so. We. 
Yeah, yeah, that that was a that was a rough weekend, guys. I mean, I can trace my lineage back to the Bayo Tapestry, can't you? Can't you? I'm in the Magna Carta. I thought. I assume you came in with the Normans. Uh, <laughs> did I? I was more. I was. Uh, I think we were the Franks. Um, Chris was definitely a Visigoth. Okay. As you are out now, it's slowly sailing into the center of the storm. It is hot. It's almost creepy. It's so calm out here in the center of the storm, almost like an oasis. And you're acutely aware on all sides as a wall of pure hatred. Nature's wrath is all around you in all directions. And you're just in the calm center of a swirling vortice. Are we heading? So, if this is like a if this is like a whirlpool that's up like that, are we heading it like down it like at an angle as it comes around? Yes. Sorry, I'm cool. a retard. listeners. I'm nodding whilst grinning inanely. Yes, 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 yes. You're coming down at a comfortable angle. Yes, you're coming down at a comfortable angle. As once again, you see the dark shadow of the dragon turtle, Ermenfrau, come underneath you and vanish off. As, 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 as a little bit like, you know, when a train, if you're standing on a platform and the train doesn't stop and it just whizzes past, you're almost like buffeted uh, by the, the kind of like sudden movement. I'm trying to, trying to think of a good example. Like it's, almost got like a, it's almost got like an afterwash. We're getting into like the realms of Star Trek and Star Wars here. Like as it flies past, it's a sort of, it leaves a, wa- a wake behind it, which is like, very destabilizing for the boat. It's like when, it, it's like when a lorry goes past you yes. on the motorway and, and yeah. in the rain, and then once it goes past, all the water just goes... Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Good, what, nice, nice analogy. The splooge. The splooge. <laughs> As Dutch Nuggets leans in, Tatty, I presume you're somewhere around there. As Dutch Nuggets leans in and is like, How will you track the turtle? She comes and she goes. That's something I was thinking about. How how far away is Ermenfrau from us right now? And that's a question for for you, not oh, for Dutch, 60 feet I guess. Ish. I'm moving. She's moving in chaotic patterns. Okay. So as in she keeps on coming across you at different angles. She's not just going round in a loop or in a line backwards and forwards. She's clearly like toying with you like a cat playing with a ball of wool. Yeah. More. I'm going to say to Dutch, if we can if we can stay within 60 to 90 feet of her then i have a way that we can that we can track her um but if we go outside of that kind of range then mm, actually i think it's i think i just have to be within 90 feet to cast the spell and then i have advantage on skill checks to track it fuck it i'm i'm casting hunter's mark on um on Urban and then you always know where she is good call base Basically, yeah. So I, it means that um, I have advantage on perception or survival checks to find okay. it. So, um, yeah, I mean, Matt and Lewis, I'm not sure if you've ever seen a dragon turtle before, but it is exactly what it sounds like, a ginormous armor-plated turtle. This one is easily 60 or 70 feet long uh, and probably, you know, you can imagine as wide. Uh, it has, like armor plates along its shells and you know sharp claws and a more full of fairly vicious sharp teeth um as much as it's shown you no don't look it up on D beyond it'll just scare you <laughs> oh uh, now i've definitely got to look it up uh as much as this one hasn't shown you any anger 
hasn't shown you any anger yet. It's merely like toying with you, sailing underneath. So, Tatty, you're going to hunter's market. Do you need to make? Is that just an automatic? Automatic. So as it comes, as Ermin Frau comes underneath the, the the bow of your boat one more time, you feel the timbers shake as you cast hunter's mark on her, mm. and you see her vanish back under the waves. Okay. Occasionally, you can see some of the spikes on the back of her shell come up over the edge of the water. Can I, um, as we're kind of moving into the middle of the uh, the storm, then can I help uh, Dutch with directing where to go? I mean, I know he knows the area very well, but I want to make sure that he knows where Ermenfrau is at the same time. If that makes sense. Dutch looks at you, and he's like. How would you like a crash course in how to sail a boat? I mean, I kind of look down at myself. I mean, against the height of the wheel. I don't know whereabouts I come up he, to. He pulls you in a little stool. He's like, I'm more than happy <laughs> to help you learn. Uh, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take the wheel. As, as he shows you the, how to, how to like, turn, he shows you how to shout at the various crew to put up different sails. Sails for turning sharply, sails for braking sharply, sails to catch the wind and pick up speed. Um, as you, you make your way, you're now almost like Ermenfrau is moving around and you're slowly like getting in sync with her as your two chaotic patterns sync up. Um, as, cool. as you, little by little, what now, now what Dutch Nuggets does say to you is, now remember, we can't stay here forever. I cannot stay in the eye of the storm forever, for we do not know where it is taking us. And I do not want to crash into land. Not again. No, I know. Um, are, we, are we kind of, are we still circling that like center point in the middle of the like whirlpool at the minute then? Mm, almost like a skater. Imagine a skater in a bowl, yeah? And they go up and then they come down and then they go up and they come down. So you're not going out of the eye of yeah, the storm. Well, you're I, just sort of going up and then using your momentum to bring you back down the edges of the of the wave. What are you doing, Belsia? Um, quietly quivering with with terror. Are you just looking over at Hanash with Kato sitting on his shoulder, feeling betrayed? Feeling very yeah. I think this is a bit of a um um. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of wondering well, what what was it about. You know, I know we've I've kept him in the back for most of the time we've spent together, but was that really so you bad? You kept him on one health point, dying in a bag, crushed. Yeah, I, I give him evils from, from across the deck. You, it suddenly dawns on you, Belsia, there's this beautiful moment of, like, epiphany where you realise you crushed one uprising and one mutiny was squashed, and yet the hardest mutiny to bear is this one. Oh yes, oh. yeah, the mutiny of the heart. <laughs> That's good. I mean, it's bad, but it's good. <laughs> Tell me that there's no other crew members mutinying at the same time in your heart. As you look, Belsia, <laughs> you're looking. You're giving the crow like shit eyes as you feel an arm go round your shoulders. As you look over, and and the the ship's cook, who's called Festa Grist Whistle, looks at you and is like. If it's true love, it will come back. <laughs> Let it go. True love always finds a way. I don't need a stinky crow. Have you, have you got a potato? As he just, he's got almost like 
he's got robes on as he pulls out like an aubergine and puts it in another sleeve and like pulls out some rashes of bacon and like pins them back into no, his belt as he pulls the, out the aubergine he pulls out a greasy right? potato maris piper do ya yes that that's perfect I, I take the potato and i cast animal object and i turn it into like a it's like a um a, it's like kato but it's kind of like the sock puppet version of him it's got like two wonky eyes. Tato Kato. Tato Kato. It's Tato Kato. So this potato. And I put it on my shoulder. You you see the potato, you hold it in your hand, and as, as you call down some of your magic, uh, you feel ozone crackling. There you go. There's one for the um there's one for the AJ Bingo. As uh, you feel like th- there's an acrid stench as magic hits the air, as you look down at the potato and you feel the skin of the potato tense and then stretch and crack as little tubers come out of the potato as hands and legs. Uh, as uh, like a grizzled crack opens in the front of the potato and little tubers come out and you now have an animated potato. <laughs> It does the equivalent of, do you know when E.T. like fingers? No, I was going to say when he's like, does the well, E.T. Well, again, pom, again, pom. I feel like you've only ever watched uh, porn parodies of popular films. You've never seen actual films because you just use the term, you know, when E.T. fingers, <laughs> that's not the same film, man. Doesn't E.T. finger Elliot? Isn't that, <laughs> that's why the government try and take him away. Why, yeah, why, why else would the government hate him? <laughs> <laughs> if i'm being if i'm being honest because uh, because he's an illegal alien see works on many levels mm-hmm. he's fingering um, kids yeah he's being sent to rwanda okay i'm not gonna lie i've i've not seen et <laughs> but the porn parody you've seen <laughs> i've Whoa. seen the porno et the extra testicle but i've never seen the that's a very thing. very niche category of what, porn? porn though right Parody. Uh, extra, e- big. E- the extra testicle. Yes. Oh, that one. Yeah, I mean that one's that one's. Yeah, but the name, the name, extra testicle doesn't. Well, it does it for some people. Don't kink shame AJ for I what mean, he watches. You know, it's a Bukaki thing. I presume. I presume it's like a. <laughs> like, do you know when when you when you've got people with their phones and they have the little backup battery in case the battery dies on their phones? Like uh, having another ball just in case. Yeah. You swap okay. it. Swap one in and one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. swap one in. Yeah, Tag yeah, team. Yeah. 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 I know, as you as you get older, you need time to recharge. Yeah, Legion of Doom, that's what it's called. Legion, Legion of Doom! Doom. <laughs> the hell's a Legion of Doom? Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't. It's another film I missed out on in the 80s. No. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to make the obvious joke. No. Okay, anyway, so we've got... I'm going to leave that where it is. I'm sure the listeners have just got some sort of, like, Bukaki joke or something like that that I've totally no. missed. Um, as... Basically, I'm going to bring you back at this point. I'm going to bring you back to Pokato as um, Belsiar is holding an animated potato in his hand. Heck of it. I, um, you know, I, I fish some bacon out of my, out of my pockets and feed it, feed it to Pokato. Tato Kato. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit like, have you seen um, the beginning of Jurassic Park, the original one where B.D. Wong has the, um, I think he hands, B.D. Wong hands... Attenborough, a fucking egg and a little dinosaur oh, like yes, cracks yeah. out of it very slowly. The same, but it's a baked potato. And as a little mouth cracks open in the shell of the potato, you like force some bacon in, almost like you're like a, a mother eagle feeding a chiclet. Yeah, 
I was picturing Poketo as being a bit like uh, Weeble and Bob. <laughs> like, like, just goes like that a lot. A bit like Ike from South Park. <laughs> no idea. You're making pop culture references. I imagine I've never seen anything. <laughs> I pretty much never watched Friends. I have absolutely You're no pop clue. culture references, AJ kind of cash. And pornos, if, if you make, you know, if you want to base it in like Schindler's Fist or something like that, I've probably seen it. <laughs> Oh, it makes that balcony scene. Another one for the AJ bingo. Yeah. Gets, gets, gets mentioned at every opportunity. I, do, I just need Pebble Dash now and I've won. <laughs> Pebble Dash, Star Horse. Guys, I told you not to tell them about the cards. Uh, what, what are you doing? You're in the eye of a storm holding an animated potato. Um, I hold the potato up and I'm like, behold, my child. Behold the might of nature. As the potato, like, does, uh, the potato, like, makes, the, the potato can't talk, as it, it goes to do the international sign for, like, I can't understand you. <laughs> uh, the potato, little tuber hands. The, the, I think the potato starts doing ASL oh, to see whether you understand it. I, I place the, the, the potato on the deck, and I make the international symbol for beholds the power of nature which everyone everyone knows uh okay yeah so so you do asl with the potato <laughs> as fester gris whistle like pulls out a cleaver knife and he's like what manner of fucking what no potatoes are for eating not for consorting with <laughs> it's fine i'll turn back into a potato in an hour Yes, but what if someone eats it and then it turns back into a fucking abomination from the hell mouth well i mean most of the crew are dead, so I mean, let's be real. We're not coming back from this. We'll, we'll all be dead. <laughs> this is what this is what Belsier looks like when he thinks he's about to die. Just animates a potato, and he's just like, "Fuck it, we're here." Sitting in the it. corner, talking to my potato, whispering longly, slowly saying, "Potato, potato, 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 potato." Fester Griswistle just pulls a carrot out of one sleeve, bites the end off it, goes to stand on top of Poketo and just hovers a boot over it and looks at you. It's fine. We're all just you know, dust in the wind. I can, I can rustle up an aubergine <laughs> armadillo if, if I want. <laughs> I, am, I am become God. <laughs> and Jesus wept. Oh, wow. Uh, Fester Griswistle picks up the potato looking at it as uh, he goes to tickle it as it bites off the tip of his finger as he lets out a scream now that you've given it a taste for meat that it never knew you've, you've, sent, you've sent the uh, animated potato down a, down a line of like it's now becoming an apex can we, predator as, can we do a remake of the thing as he, with the potato <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's shifting shapes as the potato grows tuber wings and uh, flies off like with the tip of uh, Fester Griswistle's. Fester Griswistle is now like ejecting blood out the end of his finger as he looks evils at you and scuttles off beneath the deck as the animated potato creature just lands on your shoulder like some kind of hideous carbohydrate-based parrot. I continue um, to glare at Kato. <laughs> Kato looks back and just shakes his head. He just shakes a wing at you. <laughs> Can I, as we, as we're kind of um, swirling around in the whirlpool, can I shout up to Aristobulus and ask 
ask him to cast locate object on the wind emmental. Sure, I'll give that a go. Um, you know, it'd be nice. As you look up from your, you've been watching all of this, Tatty. You've watched the birth of a potatoey abomination. As <sighs> you look up to to shout to Aristobulus, as you just see him swinging uh, in the rigging upside down. As he's not really, he's he's Aristobulus is doing his best to claw himself back up the rigging, but he's still like in trouble. Yeah, that's fine. I'll give you. I can give you the AOK. Um, well, obviously, I'm hanging upside down, so I have to move my britches and garments out of my face. Um, but I will give you the AOK symbol. Um, you know, I'm just happy to be involved. You know, I like being outside. Um, it's nice to nice to be, you know, asked to, <laughs> to be given some responsibility and to try and redeem a yeah. little bit of self respect in my current position. You know. No, I know that's cool. Um... Yeah, whenever, whenever you're ready, just <laughs> cast that old locate object. Yeah, I'm going to give it a go right now. So as Aristobulus tries to cast locate object, you look down and, and your member, which you usually use as a divining rod, starts engaging. As it gets to a certain point, it'll no long, it's got the, the, um, the seagull head clamped down on the end of your todger is preventing you fully engaging with your dark magics of locate. Shit. Shit. Can I flick it off? You've tourniqueted your own bell end. Can I give it one of them? Uh, it's going to take more than a flick to get off. Like, so my, my parents used to have this thing. They had a tree which had like where a branch came out and someone had left a fork in the, in the crook of the branch and then the tree had grown round the fork so there was always a fork sticking out of uh, the tree, which is pretty wicked growing up. And... <laughs> um, the same thing like you've you've left the seagull head clamped to the end of your codger <laughs> for so long that it's almost uh-huh. part of um you're gonna need some you're gonna need a medical professional Fuck and, and to, um, to detourniquet your absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not i'm a fucking cleric well, you, can use, you can use magic missile to blow it off if you want like, no I, I can cast cure wounds surely it's not wounded it's tourniqueted well i'll cast Cure tourniquet, then. <laughs> like, surely it's the same. Am I no? Surely. Yeah, just rip it. Just, just rip it off and cast cure wounds. I'm sure it's fine. Sure, I'm a cleric. I don't need medicine. I'm a magic man. <laughs> I can do what I want. You want to do it yourself? You can do whatever magic can. I'm the magic man. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um... Okay, okay, okay. If you if you want to do this, I'm more than happy to. Uh, make me a medicine check. Yeah, go on then. Oh, well, plus six, so I'm already feeling pretty good about this. Natural 20, 26. Oof. 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 Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to show you the natural 20. Oh, I see. I thought he'd fallen <laughs> off his chair. Okay. As uh, you nail a natural 20. Okay. So as you all look, Aristobulus is hanging upside down in the rigging as um, almost akin to a bomb disposal expert. You just see like sweat dripping off him as he's, he's trying to pick the hardest lock of all, which is a seagull head, which is clamped down on the end of his cock. As uh, he, you, you see Aristobulus pull out a number of medical implements that you've never seen him have before. You actually realise Aristobulus is quite good 
with human anatomy and medicine, but he just never uses it as a skill. It's a hidden, it's a hidden skill set for him. As you, you roll out a small, you, you pull out various metal implements and you manage to pry open the head of the seagull as the jaws crack open and you just see two halves of a seagull head fall and bounce off the deck. As Aristobulus, you feel a relief, like, a, like almost the breaking of a dam as just rivers and rivers of urine, <laughs> which have been, your, your bladder has been like a fucking taut wineskin oh, for days. Uh, as just rivers and rivers. <laughs> Do you know, like when you get up in the morning and you go for a piss and it is genuinely <laughs> the nicest feeling in the world as there's like a comfortable release. It's like that. Just the dams have opened wow. as a golden rain showers down on the deck. But I'm still in a crow's nest, right? So I assume I'm just sort of pissing all over myself slash the boat. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're pissing into the wind. So, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and everyone's as, basking. <laughs> as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dutch Nuggets. Dutch Nuggets is at the helm with you, Tatty, as he looks down at you and he's like, Ah, there's nothing like warm summer rain. <laughs> well, Good old I, know I'll be, shower. I know I'll be spending my evening with him, don't I? <laughs> I better rehydrate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. You are now in the center of the storm and you have, you've geolocated. Uh, you want to use locate, do you? Well, you don't know. You've never seen the Emmental. So we did. We did it. this on. We did no, because um, we did this on uh, the last one uh, after never seeing it. It just has to be. Uh, you sense the direction of the object's location. Describe, describe it, and I can do uh, it. As long as that object is within a thousand feet of you, spell can locate an an object. It's up to you, basically. Okay, okay. You you've set precedent, like 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 a legal precedent. Okay, so Tati. As you open up the diary, uh, you open it up on the page which chronicles this particular emmentile, and you you do you, do you want to make me? Do you want to go up to the crow's nest and talk to Aristobulus? Because someone's going to have to brief him. Yeah, he's got to come I'll, down. Or you got to go up. I'll I'll go up there. Okay. So as you hand back the wheel of the ship to Dutch, he looks down at you like a father proud of his son, as he feels you've learned something and a valuable lesson has been imparted upon you and you know you you've upskilled in ship you know when it comes to sailing a ship you're going to be better at it um as i need you to make me either an acrobatics or a survival check as you go up okay let's see uh 15 i do have the um slippers of spider climbing as well so i can just walk uh, yeah, yeah, up, yeah, 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 essentially yeah. So actually, I would have said you failed other than that. So as you, it is difficult and you go slowly holding on very tightly as you're buffeted by the wind and the light rain and occasionally a warm summer rain <laughs> pattering down on your face as you climb up. Um, as from up here, it's just a hideous view of the dragonborn with his animated potato friend on his shoulder as you try not to look down, always upwards. As you make your way up into the crow's nest, you just see Aristobulus finally the last of his warm summer rain dribbling out the end. He shakes himself off as you stand next to him with the book 
and you both read over the page which which outlines the emmental you're looking for. Mm. As you see, Sister Petunia Perineus had scrawled something in a margin. As you see a note that says, A shell within a shell is whence I dwell, down from the crown or up from the brown. However you reach me, prepare, <laughs> be careful not to drown. Oh, no. Oh, fuck my absolute tits. <laughs> <laughs> we, I know exactly what this means. Oh. What does it mean? AJ, can you, can you, uh, can you, can you, can you type that into the chat again? Just so yeah, that yeah, I don't yeah, have to absolutely. keep asking for you. Of course, of course. I'll read it out one more time and I'll put it in the thing. A shell within yeah. a shell is whence I dwell. Down from the crown or up from the brown. However you reach me, prepare. Beware not to drown. And I will put that in the chat for you. Fucking great. Do you have to go through a bumhole? Well, it's either that or we go through the mouth. Oh, man. Okay, it was always going to end this way. This is going to be... Yeah, I mean... Uh... Here you go. There she is. And do with that what you will. This, listeners, is what we call a pregnant pause as the players read in dismay. We're going to have to fuck that turtle, aren't we? Interesting. I think for maybe the first time in years, I've managed to bewilder the players to the point where they have nothing to say. No, I'm just thinking of the best way to do this. Um, Mm. Whether we stay on the boat or not and just... uh, Ask Dutch Nuggets to order his order his men to fire on it, kill it, and then we go inside it. Or I feel like <sighs> this is going to be a Honey I Shrunk the Kids situation where us on the boat have to be uh, shrunken and slowly inserted into the uh, <laughs> the creature. That's what I'm picturing. There's like some weird Bermuda Triangle in the in the middle of the storm, which shrinks us down. Yeah, we just have to get there before the dragon does, so that it doesn't get shrunk at the same time. And we'd like uh, that's cool. Uh, shit. I'm also just sending some pictures of dragon turtles, just for fun. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, I'm gonna go back down from the crow's nest, and I'm gonna go talk to Dutch because if we're gonna be taking his vessel into the, well, either to fight a dragon turtle or close enough to a dragon turtle that we can jump in its mouth, essentially. Okay. Uh, As all of you, and for the sake of narrative, I'll just say that you both safely climb down from the crow's nest. I could, listeners, make them roll endlessly and hope one of them slips and breaks their neck. But being that Aristobulus has already pissed on 90% of the cast, we're just going to say, for the sake of it, that everyone makes it down as you all come towards Dutch and explain the situation, he suggests that you have a parlay in his cabin as you make your way down into his boudoir for a conflab. And that is where we're going to have a quick drinks break because we need to keep this episode on track. Cool. On the rails, baby. That's our specialty. Yeah. Right. Back in a minute. True crime, conspiracy theories, political ramblings. 
there's none of that on the brand new Adventures Anonymous Patreon account, where we do have exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. Maps, artwork, and flash fiction from the AA Cinematic Universe, puzzles, one-shots and interviews, live streams with the Adventurers Anonymous cast. With a Patreon subscription from just £2 per month, it's a great way to show us you care. Because we care. Go to patreon.com and search Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Also, I think this would be a good time whilst we're recording this bit. We, we are, are now... Our number one listenership is the United States, closely followed by the United Kingdom, closely followed by India. We have a massive um, Bengali following. And nice. And closely followed by the Philippines, who are currently our fourth biggest demographic for listeners. Okay, now that we've talked about the people, a massive shout out to all of our Filipino listeners uh, and a massive shout out to our Indian listeners who we now apparently have a cult following in Bengali and in Mumbai. So if Wait. you're there and you are listening, oh. massive shout out to you. We do appreciate you. I've been to Mumbai. It's great. It's because me and Shan bring in the... Uh, the uh, it's true. We do have two Anglo-Indian players, which is that they're, they're rare. Yeah, we're... They're rare. So rare that they've gravitated towards <laughs> each other across space and time. Yeah, we all seem to end up in Sheffield. Okay. Are you sitting comfortably, listeners and players? In which case, we will carry on. So where we left off with the players, they had just discovered a riddle in the diary that said, he said, pulling out his notes, um, we will edit this out to make me look like a professional later. The riddle said, a shell within a shell is whence I dwell. Down from the crown or up from the brown. However you reach me, prepare. Beware not to drown. As you're all hunkered down inside Dutch Nugget's cabin. Yeah, so we... Ex- I'm going to show him that... I'm going to show him that poem. Uh, riddle, if you will. Uh, and say... How, how do we... How, what's the best way to go about doing this? Because... We could, we could, you know, we could jump into the water and just fucking swim and hope that we would swim inside the dragon turtle. But I want to get your, I want to get your take on this. He looks at you for a while, takes the book off you, scans it. You see with a dirty nicotine finger, he scans across the lines of the riddle, hands the book back to you, stares at you, walks over to a sideboard, opens it, pulls out a bottle, bites the cork off swigs half the bottle, hands you the bottle, and then just breaks out into a laugh. He's like, <laughs> you want to violate a dragon? That's well, one option. Not, not really. We don't really want to violate it. We- a shell within a shell. Yeah. What's your, what's your, what's your take in terms of, in terms of tactics here? Hmm. So I'm going to make a wisdom check. For, uh, he scored very low on wisdom. As he looks at you and says, you hired me to sail the ship, not to crack riddles. No, we know. We're, no, no, no. We were telling you what the solution to the riddle is. The, the solution to the riddle is we go in through the mouth or we go in through the asshole. What's your take, tactically speaking? Assume that we have to do this. Well, I think you'd have to be 
He looks for a while and he walks over, walks over to his desk and he just clears all the shit off the top of it. There's a small hand puppet that he just opens a drawer and drops it in and you see he's got a nice assortment of hand puppets. Clearly when morale gets low, he turns to puppetry to to lift spirits. Um, Let's come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to put a pin in He said when morale is low, not in the bedroom. Well, I'll be I'll be wearing him like a fucking puppet. You're going to wear him like a meat suit. <laughs> As he pulls out a bottle of bright purple fluid and he walks over to all of you and he puts it in the hands of the dragonborn and he says, I never thought I would need this. I won it in a church raffle. This... <laughs> is the potion of inbreeding. Uh, wow. On swigging this potion, you will instantly <laughs> feel lusty thoughts towards your nearest siblings. But... Sexy cousins. Also, you will instantly grow webbed feet and gills. Ah. The potion of inbreeding... It's powerful. I have heard tale of this from the uh, the dukedom of Norfolk. <laughs> Big up. <laughs> Shout out to Norfolk. <laughs> As he looks at you and is like... Big up King's Lynn. Woof, woof. <laughs> he looks at you and he went, Thank God I warned you. Nobody warned me. Uh, I... I'm still paying maintenance on my child with my sister. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, oh. So, I mean, it's down, down the hatch, or do we need to share this out? Well, once swigged, you have 24 hours of inbreeding. You'll be able to breathe underwater and swim. <laughs> Chris's face. Like the offspring of two cousins. Fantastic. So is he saying that this is just suitable for Belsiar? Oh no, I won an industrial vat of it in a church tombola at a fate. It's a big bottle. Can we we get some little shot glasses? 24 hours it will last. Um, I think to ease ease the tension and general uneasiness I can feel of the the ship and the crew being a bit like, oh, I don't know about this incest thing. I, I, I was obviously down to drink anything off strangers and not that, um, you know, he's quite familiar with the taboo lifestyle. So, you know, this is a win-win for him. <laughs> he's down with this. And what can he do now to, to not only lift the mood, but to uh, get everyone, you know, rally. And he's not one from like a, a hoorah kind of uh, chat, is he, you know, rallying the troops. But what he can give is the gift of music. So you've guessed it, kids. Out comes the shitty flute. And it's time for some sea shanty pirate music. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. So, AJ, does this, does this make you're gonna, it You're going to belt out a tune, are you? Yeah, just while everyone's uh, looking at the potion. For copyright reasons, we may have to find some open source. Um, we, we've, already been, we've already been banned in Russia for apparently oh. infringing Hall & Oates copyright. Was that um, those, those two things were Which is one of the happiest moments of this week. <laughs> yeah, it's all part <laughs> of Putin's scheme to. 
sorry, I was just watching it. It's so fucking funny. I'm frantically. <laughs> Just as everyone's glugging the potion oh down, they're glugging it down to this. <laughs> and after it cuts off at 41 seconds exactly, just ends. Dutch Nugget wipes a tear away from his eye as he's like, ah, this is a beautiful moment. <laughs> uh, I, guess I, I guess I just turn to, I, 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 give, I give Aristobulus the like, cheers sign. I, I grab the bottle, take a swig of it, and go, down the hatch, boys. Uh, it And Maud. All of you take a swig, uh, including Marvin, and you have to somehow get Barbara to drink this. I was thinking that we would maybe leave Barbara and potentially Marvin behind. As you only formulate this plan after Marvin's had a swig, as you see, he's got a split hoof. As you see, a giant web form in the middle of his split hoof. Um, and also gills appear on the side of a goat. As... I go, I, I mean, if Marvin's, if Marvin's going to do it, I might as well, uh, I might as well try and negotiate like, um, Barbara with it as well. Do you want to talk to Barbara? Uh, I can't talk to her because I don't have the spell slot. Okay. As Barbara looks up at you expectantly. She makes the international want to chat sign as you. I'm, I make the international. I'm out of my natural resources that would allow me to do this sign. Please insert another coin into the spell slot to continue using. <laughs> talk yeah. with animals. Uh, I guess I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take out some um, some like pot some uh, like cured I don't not cured some fucking like dried meat or something that I've been saving as part of her rations. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I pour some of the, pour some of the potion on it. Okay. I let, I let her have, actually, I let her have a bit of a sniff of the meat first to like get her interested. Filthy. And then I pour the, and then I pour the potion on it. And then I'm like, huh? Huh? Uh, as, yeah, she, she very tentatively sniffs it. You almost see her sigh. She sees what's happened to everyone else. So she chows down on it as, um, yeah, the effect is weird. Seeing seeing your wolf with webbed feet and uh, gills is and gills, it's almost yeah. it's almost something out of the thing. As yeah, poor Barbara is not looking happy. Um, she scratches at her gills with her paw. I give her a little. I give her a little chin scratch and uh, and just try and reassure her a little bit. It'll be over tomorrow. Barbara gives you the. I would follow you into the depths of hell, but. This is demeaning, kind of stink eye. I understand. I feel the same. I mean, look at me. I show my, I, I show my feet and my weird gills in my neck. As you, you have a bit of gill on gill action as you cuddle and just rub gills. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Your gills and her gills just the interlock. Is, is dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. As, as Dutch Nuggets is like, well, you have 24 hours. I will keep the ship here as long as I can. Good luck. I'm going to say, uh, cool, get us as, get us as close to uh, Frau as you can, and we'll, uh, we will into the water. 
Okay. As, for the sake of narrative, he offers each of you a firm handshake, looks at you and says, It has been an honour to be your pleasure cruise, Captain. (laughs) There have been moments in this journey that I have doubted you, but you have shown me the true colour of your metal. What you did putting down Sleepy will never be forgotten. As such... Does that mean we can... Oh, you're sticking around here, aren't you? Yeah. Well, who do you think will sail this boat? <laughs> As he looks up at you and says, Who the fuck is sailing this boat? <laughs> Shit! Why do we always have meetings down here? <laughs> As you see him sprint out to the cabin. As we do a cutaway to the wheel that's just spinning. <laughs> As the boat is just doing donuts in the water. Yeah. It's just the autopilot from airplane, like, slowly inflating. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a blow-up pilot. <laughs> that's a reference. That's a strong reference. Yeah, that's good. Okay. As each of you look over, like Aristobulus is fingering his gills. Um, what are you doing? Even the potato has gills. <laughs> I mean, I guess, we, I guess we walk back up to the top deck and wait for, uh, wait for Dutch to get us in position where we can easiest jump out like close close enough to the dragon turtle. So as all of you in. walk up to the top deck, now now right in the center of the storm where the it's calm. So the you know the deck is slick with rain, but the actual air is calm. Uh, as you look around at the sheer scale of the you look around at the sheer scale of the storm around you and it is breathtaking to see the walls of storm out on the edge of um where you are and um each of you is in quiet, in, in self-contemplation, knowing what you have to do. Almost like if you go for like a skydive as you walk out onto the tarmac ready to enter the plane, each of you going through your own mental preparations. Um, tatty, um, tatty gives Barbara another like chin scritch, gives her, gives her a quick fuss um, and, and tells her, even though the, he knows that she can't understand him really, just just like reassures her that it'll be over soon. Um, and then <laughs> dead he... Instantly, as you jump into the... <laughs> yeah, he says... Um, he kind of... He, he walks to like the railing of the, the ship on like the edge of the top deck and then takes a few steps back kind of based on which side the dragon turtle is on, which side we're going to be jumping from and kind of kneels down a little bit as if he's like ready for a running start. As you all stand there on the edge contemplating how you're going to do this, you see Fester Griswhistle come up from the depths of the ship as he's like, you may have wondered how you're going to attract the dragon turtle to stay in one place. As you see, he's got various deckhands to bring barrels as he takes a hatchet and cracks open the top of the barrel, he's like, Awful! As they slowly pour barrels of chum over the side of the ship until the, the top of the water is floating in gristle and offcuts. Oh boy. As you see in the distance, the dragon turtle making a beeline. You see it come round on a trajectory, turn and head straight in towards you as you see i think we try and if if there's if we know that there's like this pile of chum and meat in the water that the dragon turtle is gonna like i think tatty kind of sets this up as the time to fucking like 
jump into the water. Are you going first? I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to go first. I'm just like letting everybody else know that this is probably, unless, we, unless you want to go up its fucking ass, in which case that's your. You could do like a pincer movement. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'll, I'm, I'm still going to take the front if you take the back. Are you, are you going A team and B team? Red shall team we? and blue team. Shall we, shall we split up? Yeah, shall we? Number one team, you, number two team. You know which end I'm taking. <laughs> Amazing, good reference. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the mouth. So, team crown, team brown. If you guys want to take the the ass, <laughs> yeah. Rossio um, says, "Aristobulus mod, you're with me." And then does some. <laughs> me and Hanash, me and Hanash are like lined up, like me in front, him behind me, and then Barbara is like right next to me, like lined up, ready to jump now. So we're okay, gonna, so we're gonna... who, who's in what team? Let me just make notes. I think I think me, Aristobulus, and Maud are taking the rear entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and me and uh, Hanash will take the the front door. <laughs> yeah. The coward's way in. Well, things are about to get sticky. As Tati, you're the first to jump into the water, and the first thing you do is you splash down into the gristle, and blood and gore splat up onto the side of your face. As you duck your head underneath the water, the first thing you notice is an odd burning sensation as your gills open up, and for the first time in your life, you can breathe underwater. And once the stinging sensation is out of the way, once you let fluid enter your lungs, it's very, very counterintuitive, and it takes quite a lot of bravery to actually let your lungs fill up with fluid. Uh, mm. But once you do, you can breathe and see underwater. Cool. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go underwater a little bit just to like get the gills wet and um, name of the episode. Try and put, try and position myself in the like the middle of the 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 chum pile where I can get. As you see Barbara jump off the plank off the edge of the ship and splat into the water next to you and she does a little doggy paddle and chum. As you see Hanash turn, he takes off his trihorn hat, hands it back to um hands it back to Dutch Nuggets and, and says, I'm coming back for this, hold on to it. As he jumps in with you. The three of you now in the waters, sculling. Belsiar, how are you gonna get in the ass? Um <laughs> Cartwheel, obviously. It's a question I never thought I'd have to answer. Um, can I use Mage Hand to, sure. to okay. pry? Right. So, for the sake of narrative, listeners, we have to finish a little bit early, listeners, this evening because we have our very first live stream for our patrons to chat to us, which is a huge, 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 huge moment for us and for them. But it does mean we're going to have to try and wrap this up. So, uh, t- things happen. You see Tati... Hanash and Lady Barbara, damn it, I was doing so well today, jump into the water, splat down into the chum as you see the dragon turtle just flying along. But you can only see the top of the dragon turtle. It's, it's fins sticking out of the water. Tati, as you swim underneath with Hanash, you can see the full scale of the beast which is coming towards you. And it is terrifying. You are arrested you are stopped in your tracks as you see the maw of razor-sharp teeth crack open, getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer until it's upon you. As you close your eyes, 
as the jaw cracks open and you could not comprehend the scale of this as you're swept into its mouth. Uh, you grab onto whatever you can, you're holding on for dear life as you suddenly realize you're holding on to a single taste bud on its tongue <laughs> as the fluids are being dragged down inside its mouth. You see Barbara bounce off a sharp tooth and come and splat down onto the soft tongue next to you as Hanash digs a dagger into the tongue and gets dragged along trying to find purchase as you hear a howl come out of the body of the dragon turtle as the jaws close in front of you and the very light that you can see is cut off. You're sucked down into the innards of the dragon turtle. And that's where we'll leave the three of you. Now then, Belsiar, Aristobulus, and Maud, what are you doing? I presume Cato and the... Potato. Po-Cato are well, with you. Well, yeah, I guess if they you have see to. The, you see the dragon turtle stopped in the water as it comes up for gulps of chum. Um, we, I, I dive into the water. Swim, swim towards the uh, the the EP, the entry point, um, and like just just use combination of my own hands and mage hand to to open the entrance, and then I'm like, go, go, go okay. to to the rest of my team. <laughs> okay. Are you are you adding anything to this endeavor, Aristobulus? I want a cartwheel in, obviously, make it stylish. <laughs> Okay. So, as you all jump down into the water, you are all terrified. It takes some degree some degree of courage to get into the waters, seeing the scale. You've just watched your friends be swallowed whole by a giant gaping mouth of a dragon turtle. As it is distracted currently facing away from you, you take one look back at Dutch Nuggets, salute him, and jump down into the chummy waters. As I'll once again, each office. of you has to take a moment to acclimatise, A, to the coldness. <laughs> you blow a kiss to him as you jump off backwards. Now, Aristobulus, I imagine you do what Pierce Brosnan does at the beginning of GoldenEye, where he steps <laughs> off the dam, as you just yeah. make, a, make a crucifix <laughs> and just arc forwards into the waters. Each of you taking a hot moment to acclimatise to the coldness of the water. It's, it's one of them where he, where Brosnan, when he's bombed, like, crashes into the Millennium um, Stadium or whatever. Is that is that a thing? Am I getting my? Is that a thing? That's a thing, right? Yeah, it's a much later one. They they have something. Oh yeah, he's on a boat. That that is definitely. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. It's more like me smashing into the roof of the Millennium uh, Stadium (laughs) or whatever. But go ahead. Yeah, sure. It's not graceful, but it's it's kind of. Oh, okay. If you wish to do that, just for narrative reasons, I'm anything if not the rule of cool. Each of you can jump off as you land on the back of the dragon turtle as it goes underneath the boat. Landing Fuck on yeah. the hard armor plates, the wind. Belsia's from an earlier James Bond movie. He's just a rubber mannequin that falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the effects aren't so good. As all of you land on the back of the dragon turtle as it comes up from mouthfuls of chum, as you run down the plated armor down the back of the turtle, running ever further towards the harpoon-like tail that you see at the business end of the turtle. As you run down the water, lapping up and licking at your ankles, Eventually, you have to dive into the water, the coldness of it sapping the energy from your bodies as each of you takes a hot moment to acclimatize to having gills and being able to swim as you take lungfuls of cold water before your gills burst into action 
you can feel yourself breathe underwater is you have to push down the the the, the feeling of panic that has has come over you as you calm yourself. Following Belsiar, who is the ringleader, Belsiar, you swim underneath the turtle, and after a degree, can you make me a? Can you make me a investigation? Yes. Check? That's an 18 plus 3, 21. I never go over 20. 21, yeah. After a lot of divvying around in the water, you finally come up to the dragon turtle's exhaust port, (laughs) as what you see in front of you is a wizened, puckered sphincter, which is almost like a closed blast door. Uh, it's, It's a very tightly squeezed muscle. But I mean, it's I mean, it's it's the size of like a big top. It's 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 big. You are small in comparison. Like imagine an anal big top. Um, as you walk up to the very center of it, you swim up to the center of the sphincter. As you see bits of like hair and detritus all like intermingled <laughs> in it, you see Klingons <laughs> like bits of fecal matter and turd that have clung on to the, the pubes of the dragon turtle as, as, as they trail behind like a... This is some of your best work, AJ. Like a kelp forest full of anal hair and Klingons. <laughs> and my English teacher told me I would never amount to anything. Well, Pam Barnard, fuck you. <laughs> what are you doing? Is she of the castle? Is that her name? Pam Barnard? No, 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 no. She was a middle-aged, underpaid, privately educated English teacher. Sorry, Pam, if you're still alive. Can I use the Klingons as like a, a rope to haul myself in? Yeah, 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 oh, absolutely. Wow. As you navigate your way through the anal hair of the um, dragon turtle, it becomes almost like, you know, a bit like climbing a rope in gym <laughs> class, uh, just with more shit on the rope. Um <laughs> You make your way to the very. You make your way <laughs> we to, didn't go the, to the same school. <laughs> of the puckered sphincter. <laughs> what are you doing? How are you? I don't know. I mean, there's really only. I've got some oil somewhere, but I think that's. It's pretty too late to, to, it to apply that. Um, yeah. There's, <laughs> a, there's only a harpoon, but that seems like a bad idea. Um. I think you can just swim in. It's it's a massive fucking creature. The asshole is going to be the size of a fucking town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just go 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 in. I mean, you'd be bold. Nah, get in there. Um, as you get in, you can you can get an arm in. It's it's tight, but it's big as well. Like you can you can get a brown arm in. So as you get an you you pull out, there's like flecks of bone come out oof, with it and, and oof, detritus oof. and. Effluvia and all they sorts of discharge. bad on the outside. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? I mean, I what can. Are we, what are we doing? I can blink lives? in, but can I? Can I blink in and then hold the door open from the inside? <laughs> the door. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. You froze for a bit. If I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use blink to enter the uh, the rectum. Oh, okay. Which means I need to roll an 11 or okay. higher, so I don't know what happens if this goes wrong. Okay, okay. Okay, that's an 8. Can you consult your tables for failed blink into a, 
into a dragon turtle's rectum. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get to re-roll every round, so because we're not in initiative, you'd get to do it again. So, as you, you do the, the international sign to Aristobulus that you're going to blink in, as you close your eyes, chant, you see some, uh, you see crackling energies underneath the water, Aristobulus, as Belsia blinks out of existence, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. Aristobulus, you've blinked. Aristobulus, Belsia, you've blinked onto the inside of the turtle, but unfortunately, you've blinked straight into compacted fecal matter right up against the back of the sphincter as you're squished <laughs> into a giant gargantuan turd. You're just like almost no room. You're now crushed up against the back of the sphincter from the inside against a giant dragon turtle turd. Jesus. Uh, I have I have the answer. I have the answer to this. Is it time? Is it time? I'm all is. Because I've got the answer. Wouldn't it be great if somebody in a recent game traded their belongings for some Rubik's anal beads? Amazing. Amazing. This fucking guy. This okay. fucking guy. Excellent. Good. Listeners, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Okay. Belsiar, Aristobulus, I need both of you to make me... I need both of you to make me a sleight of hand check. Come on, don't fail me now. (laughs) Thirteen. Okay, okay, okay. Eighteen. Eighteen, okay, okay, okay. So, Belsia, as you are squished into the back of the back passage of the dragon turtle, your face is crushed up against the side of some compacted shit. You feel something poke into your chest. As you look down, you see red, blue, yellow, green. As you look down, you see some beads. As Aristobulus has threaded some beads inside the eye of the as sphincter. For the, for the- as you pull them, as with each bead, there's a pop, 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 pop as it comes through. For the slow viewers, there's like a flashback in Sapia to Aristobulus buying the beads. <laughs> Just in case you didn't watch that episode. <laughs> If you've just joined us, Aristobulus did buy some anal beads. So between the two of you, you're toing and froing with the anal beads, pulling and yanking, as there's no lube on these anal beads, as you just hear a deafening growl from above you, as there's a roar of pain coming from the dragon turtle, as suddenly the anal passageway opens up, almost like a blast door, as suddenly you're like strapped to the a log flume, Belsia, you come <laughs> rolling out as you as as the turd comes out the back of the dragon turtle, you swing to one side and grab onto a bit of anal kelp. Good thing for a bed. You kelp. see, as yes. you see there's a there's a narrow gap between the first turd and the next turd. You've got a small window of opportunity here. Uh, as both of you swim inside the back passage with Maud. As you just swim inside, you see Maud stand. Uh, you see Marvin standing in the middle as the the doors shut, and a bit like Indiana Jones going back for his hat before the stone door. Maud swings an arm out, pulls Marvin in as the anal blast doors of the dragon turtle slam shut behind you. Amazing, and that Amazing. is where we're going to leave this week's episode. <laughs> Fantastic.
that all works out quite well. There you go, listeners. Never let it say that we'll compromise on decency or integrity. Because we never had any to begin with. We've just... So we've got Seal Team A and we've, Seal we've Team B. Today, one yeah. from the crown, one up the brown. <laughs> my my bingo card did not have um, like bumming a turtle with Belsiar. That that wasn't that wasn't on my card today. But yeah, but we move. You know, we move. We hey, I'm current. I'm currently working on Adventurers Anonymous bingo cards. So don't good, good, you good, fucking good, good, good. worry. Now the thing that makes me really happy, listeners, is I know that on page whatever it is. Hang on. Page 119 of the Monster Manual, there is a page that outlines exactly how to use a dragon turtle. Nobody in the history of Dungeons & Dragons has ever dared sneak into the back passage (laughs) of a dragon turtle. We we might be the very first people. We are on Halloween ground. That's right, trailblazers. I think the uh, McRoy brothers tried it, but then they got their episode pulled. (laughs) Yeah, because that's because they got too famous. We are skirting decency and integrity here. Right. Skirting. Fuck me. We need to wrap this shit up as we have a live stream with our Patreons to to take care of. But this has been an exciting episode and I need to divvy out some XP to the players. Uh, So, listeners, it's been emotional. Thank you very much. If you're still with us and we haven't scared you off, thank you for sticking with us. We look forward to to having another adventure next week uh, where we will have to see what happens inside a dragon turtle. Uh, We'll see you in the large intestine. (laughs) Pow, pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. Down from the crown, up from the brown. Somewhere in the middle, they will meet. This is, that's got to be the name of this episode, Down from the Crown, Up from the Brown. Yeah. Make it happen. It's kind of made itself as a a soundbite. Uh, right, are you going to say goodbye to the listeners? Goodbye, my precious blueberries. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. That, that's come on. Come on, Matt. You can do better than Bye, that. Bye, precious listeners. There you go. See, that's the level of enthusiasm yeah. they deserve. Right, listeners, we will see you back here next week for more improvised fantasy fuck nuggetry. Thank you very much, and we will see you soon. do 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 Well, that's about all we can hope to achieve for this week. You've got my permission to go home. Go and do something better than listening to us talk shit. So, massive thank you for joining us for more fantasy fun this week. And seeing as you've made it this far, why not hit the subscribe button and never miss another episode again? But yet, if you want to give me a massive birthday present, why not give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? You can save your lesser reviews for other people's podcasts. All I want is your validation. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Don't forget, we also have a Patreon account where you can get your greasy mitts on all sorts of exclusive content and meet the cast on a live stream each month. So if you're not subscribed to our Patreon account, come on, get over there and get yourself joined up. Failing that, if you just want to chat to the cast about anything you've heard on this week's episode, your best bet is to find us on Twitter. That's at Adventurers, A-N-O, number one. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, whatever tickles your fancy. So that just leaves time for me to say a massive goodbye from all of us here at Adventurers Anonymous. I'm off to smash a bottle of Just For Men and retint my greying beard. I don't want to look wise before my time. And with any luck, we'll see you all back here next week. 
Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy.